Hello everyone, welcome to Catherine Biroy Show. I'm your host, Catherine Biroy, personal growth and business coach, and I have just one mission, to help you do what you love, be free, and make your dream life and business flourish. Today, I am so happy to have one and only Anna Grace Taylor here with me. She is an internationally known angel therapist, spiritual mentor, healer, singer and speaker, and author of her new best-selling book, Messages of Grace, 111 Notes of Love and Guidance from Your Angels. Using her natural, intuitive gifts, developed by years of training and experience, Anna connects with divine love and guidance to support people with all aspects of life and often acts as a catalyst for transformation for people all over the world. Welcome, Anna. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much, Catherine. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. Tell me a little bit um, about how you actually came in contact with angels. Yes, I, I didn't grow up in a household that talked about angels or energy, but when I was a teenager, I actually became very sick. Um, at, after some surgery I had, I was born 11 weeks prematurely with my twin sister, so we weren't expected to survive at that point. It was 40 years ago, and we were very, very tiny. And we did, obviously, <laughs> we, were, we were very lucky. Um, but by the time I was about 18 months old, I wasn't walking, I wasn't crawling, I wasn't doing the natural things. The only thing that I could do that my sister was doing was talking, interestingly. Um, and so I was quickly diagnosed with cerebral palsy affecting my legs, which still to this day means that I walk with crutches and sometimes use a wheelchair. And when I was a teenager, I had surgery to help my mobility, uh, which it did. It did help it in lots of ways. But what happened was, is my immune system crashed. I became really sick and I went on this search for alternative ways to help myself. So I saw a, a massage therapist, uh, a, a reflexologist. I went to see uh, a Reiki healer and, a, and different people that were all talking to me about energy and spirituality. So by the time I was 15, 16, 17, I was having all these kinds of conversations about how the body works, how I could feel someone's energy. I was always very sensitive, so I could walk into a room and feel what was going on. And so by the time I was 20 years old, even though I was still pretty unwell, I'd had all of these different experiences. And one night after a really difficult time, in fact, I talk about it in my new book, in the introduction, uh, I'd actually had a really wonderful, joyous experience of meeting one of my heroes at the time, Robbie Williams, the singer. Um, and I was so joyful and grateful and excited. So I, it may be that my energy was just lifted in, in that beautiful space. And, and he was such a special person to me at that time. Um, I closed my eyes in my room, was about to go to sleep. And I saw this huge light in my room. Um, it was golden and pink and just the most incredible love and peace that I had ever felt. In fact, as I always say to people, you can't really describe it because if you can describe it, it's not that, you know, there's no <laughs> real words to describe what that is. Um, and it took me on this path to understand like, oh, it's not just that they exist, but they can help me. And, and, and so I started to learn about them. I took an angel therapy practitioner course about 
a year or two later and I met amazing people, some of them who are friends of mine today, um, my within a week of doing that course, um, I learned different techniques that completely changed my health and my energy and became the reason why I do what I do now. So it's not just, um, you know, a job for me It was because I loved it. You know, it's because it became such an instrumental part of my own life. So yes, it's my work, but it's also very much a part of my life. And the angels are just my you know part of my existence so I can't really separate it from my job it's just what I happen to share you know uh, we never spoke about this but now when I hear your story actually I had a very similar experience when I was diagnosed with the Kutsaki virus 12 years ago okay. and uh, they told me I might live just year and a half so um, my mom took me to monastery and I had a very similar experience the first night I was sleeping there. Right. Uh, but I didn't get it at the time. Right. <laughs> you, know? right. you were like, ah. <laughs> like, what was this? But yeah. yeah, I did. People usually know me from that business perspective, but I went to Human Universal Academy of Energy back then, <laughs> trying to help myself. And as you can see, 12 years after that, I'm still here. <laughs> yes, I-, I remember you talking a little bit about that. <laughs> I remember hearing some of your story and yeah you know I do think that you know not in all cases but I think in a lot of cases when people have some kind of awakening experience or an experience that makes them realize that there's more to life than this body that we're experiencing most people it's because they're having a challenging time or because they are asking different questions that they've asked so so yeah, I usually say to me, it's it's part of what opens someone up usually, isn't it? When we're yeah. going like, there must be more to life than this, help me, you know? And even the prayer, because the angels can't really help us unless we ask, even if it's not consciously asking angels to help. Mm-hmm. We, we're sometimes saying, help me or show me or whoever you are or, or God or spirit or whoever it is, like show me. And there's some sort of moment where they go, okay. <laughs> so, um, and that doesn't mean that everyone sees them. And I don't always see them even now, but there is a feeling that you're tapping into something other than yourself, isn't there? Yeah, and it feels it feels good. I mean, at the beginning, it's it's a little bit confusing, but yeah. uh, like later, it's, it's much, much... You turned 40 recently. Yes. I'm a year younger. So. Ah, welcome. <laughs> yeah. Almost, almost. I can tell you. I can tell you it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what are the most valuable experiences that you that you treasure from your life? Yeah, well, I think I think really going back to what I just said is that in in the really hard experiences that I've had, I've also been really clear about who I am from a very young age I've learned a lot about myself I know what's important to me I also know what's important in life because I've had those really difficult times and I also have um yeah my I get I would say my values are very strong you know I I don't I don't need somebody else to believe what I believe. I don't have a, a feeling of needing to be like another person. Not, that's not to say that I don't sometimes compare myself. Of course we all do. But but I, I feel like it's given me a, a deep sense of um, clarity about who I am. And also because I know pain, because I know suffering, 
I also really feel deep joy and deep love as well. And that also to me is a big part of when I meet someone usually who is very connected or, or wanting to go into that deep place, it's because there's that contrast, isn't there, of knowing the difference. So, yeah, I, and that in that way, I wouldn't change any of it. You know, I really wouldn't change any of it because feeling deeply, feeling those experiences deeply allows me to do what I do now. So I wouldn't be having this conversation with you if it wasn't for that, you know? Yeah, yeah, very beautiful. Um, I'd like to share a little bit more about your book, uh, which you sure. published recently. So if you would like to tell us a little bit more and maybe read one of them. Yeah, messages. I was going to say, oh, if for those of you watching on the video, mm-hmm. here's the book, Messages of Grace, 11, 111 Notes of Love and Guidance. Um, it's To me, I, I mean, I, want, I wanted it to be a book, but I also really wanted it to be an oracle so you don't have to you know read from page one and then go through the whole book in fact I really recommend that you don't do that I would say it's a really lovely way to connect with your angels even if angels are completely new to you because you can literally say okay angels give me a message what would you like me to know or in this case what would you like listeners of Catherine's podcast to know right now and I'm going to flip the book open I can't wait to hear that (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to flip the book open and give a a message which actually is really beautiful especially after what we talked about it's number 48 and it's called a big hug if you are feeling sad today be kind to yourself take some time to be quiet cry write in your journal go for a walk whatever you need it's okay to reach out for help too because you all have days that are challenging in the meantime consider yourself hugged by all of us we love you your angels so it's like giving yourself a big hug especially right now we've all had quite a challenging time it's been you know, an intense winter, I think. And there's a lot of people out there that really missing physical hugs. So let's give ourselves a big hug, even if we can't hug each other right now. And, and also just as a really simple exercise, if you've never connected to the angels, just ask them to come closer to you, ask them to help you to feel their presence, or even ask them to give you a hug right now and just feel into what that might be like you can even imagine wings wrapped around you I used to do that a lot when I was feeling unwell and even just the thought of that made me feel safer so do that if you can as a practice and it can be a really comforting thing interesting I I was talking to a friend just before our call Mm -hmm. and she had a very very challenging day and this is very close to what I've told her. And now you opened the book and you read this message. So I will make sure that she listens. So let, yeah, let her know that <laughs> that's for her as well. Yeah. Um, what does spirituality mean to you, actually? It means love. Love. Mm-hmm. To me, uh, there are all sorts of different things that we can practice. And people might believe one thing and somebody else might believe another or we might have spent our time you know in meditation or in prayer but whatever that might be for us to me it's always coming back to the reminder that we are love and that any any form of the divine to me is love and if it's not 
then you want to really ask yourself, perhaps that's a human belief that has been created mm. to keep us fearful, to keep us in control, to keep us feeling separate because our ego, which is our fear, our mind, mm. will always have us either believe that we are better than someone or less than someone, mm. right? If we're having a bad day, it's usually based on one of those things, right? Mm. Or because we have suddenly decided that we have all the answers or that we know nothing and that we're worthless or whatever it might be right but if we actually come back to that place of love and we remember that we are all equal in the eyes of the divine and that we're all lovable to me it's like oh okay like that that whatever else we believe whatever else that might make us feel different or uh, have a different experience to me as long as it comes back to that love then it's all okay isn't it so I, I I have to say that some of the work that I have to do within myself if I go into judgment is because I've experienced that love so much because I really have felt that love so much it, it upsets me a lot when people use spirituality or religion to judge others or to mm -hmm. make someone wrong for not believing as they do mm -hmm. or to feel like somebody's going to hell or to, you know, be really super mean in the name of spirituality. It's like it's the biggest ironic thing that you could ever imagine. Exactly. You know, so I, fi I find that really challenging because I felt so much love and there's so much um you know it's a reason always that people use it as a reason to make other people wrong or mm -hmm. to put someone so afraid of mm -hmm. of something that is deeply loving so it, my work for for not being judgmental is to remember that everyone's having their experience but you know to me for sure it's all love it's yeah. all love yeah i love that and actually as i said people know me mostly from my business side of the work, but nothing happens, nothing transformational happened until I actually experienced all these spiritual nudges which are guiding me through. Yeah, because through it's, you're, you're guided through it, yeah. Yeah, and, and everything that I do has that kind of uh, aspect all over the place. So people ask me, you are talking about that on LinkedIn? Exactly, especially there because people need that there and they're in business mindset and they struggle and they really don't have to because the love is the solution for everything. Mm -hmm. Just wait, and don't connect love in that kind of a way usually in everyday life. So I believe yeah. that, that, you know, the understanding of love is not... Uh, yeah, it doesn't have to be the fluffy truth. pink, like everything yeah. is great all the time yeah. or, you know, that you have to think of it as relationship. A lot of people, when you talk mm. of love, especially we're recording this, you know, really near Valentine's Day and people get really confused by that. As soon as I post about love, they're like, oh, but I don't have love. And you're like, you are love. What are you talking about? You are love. You are that love. There is always love. So we can have the human experience of love. And of mm -hmm. course, that is an extension of that because the more tapped into that love within you the more that you get that reflected back to you but 
Mm-hmm. When I talk about love, I mean love that is deep and profound and unchangeable and unconditional. And as humans, we're used to condition, aren't we? Of like, <laughs> I'm only going to love you if you're like this. But <laughs> when we talk about real, deep, deep, true love, mm-hmm. that is way beyond all of those things. So, yeah, I, you're right. And and you're you're totally right that in business and the corporate world and in our worldwide arena you know that's where it's most needed right to remind people of love because a little bit of love and kindness would change everything absolutely everything Mm -hmm. yeah if we actually remembered that being kind and being loving is the number one aspect of whatever it is you're doing and by the way including yourself in that love because why are you again why are you separate from that love you're not you can be the most loving person but if you're not including yourself in that, as somebody said to me a long time ago, you're not that loving. And that was a massive wake up call for me. I was like, Seriously? <laughs> yeah, no, but, it, but it's true, right? Because, because if, if we don't include ourselves in that love that we say we're so loving, then really what we're doing is being part of that separation, aren't we? Now, I'm not saying you have to think yourself as a perfect being all the time. And again, if we're feeling sad, again, part of that is to give ourselves a big hug and remember that we're not perfect. But we, the love that we at least can tap into has to include ourselves in some mm. way, even if it's how can I be more self-kind? You don't even have to see it as, oh, I love myself. It's how can I be kind to myself today? What could I do to myself? Or how could I talk to myself as I would a friend, as I would Catherine right now? What would I say to myself in that moment? It doesn't always work, of course. We're going to have those days that's really hard. But it's getting into that practice so that we don't have to see it as, oh, well, if I don't have a partner, if I don't have loads of friends, then I'm not in a loving space. Oh, no, because they're just the extension of of love in your life, right? I love this because a few days ago I was watching one video. It called it. I think it's called The Egg. When um, one guy dies and he goes um, to the sky, however, and uh, he's like, where is everyone else? And there is no one else. It's just you. But how do you mean just me? I mean, where are other guys? No, it's just you. Like, and on the earth experience, all you. You mean all, I, yeah. I was Hitler and, and all the millions he killed. I mean, I was also, yeah, like changing it's... the perspective of actually embracing everyone in our life, like our own selves. But to do that, we need to be connected with ourselves and with our right, right. And right? so, and and that's what I was saying to to another friend yesterday is, you know, it, your, if your experience, especially growing up, and you know this, if you've had a particular experience growing up, and you haven't been surrounded by love and kindness, what can happen is your really core belief is that the world is an unloving place, that I'm unlovable, that nobody loves me, that I don't deserve, whatever it is. I've been very fortunate that I have had a lot of love in my life. And so I know I come from a privileged space in that way. But my experience, the more that I spend time with loving people and the more that I see myself in that way, 
I actually have very little experience of anything else you know that if I do come across something that feels harsh or mean or Mm. it's very fleeting and I don't spend any energy on it because that's the world that I have chosen to focus on so so and that's not any judgment against anyone who's had a painful experience because I know that I'm very fortunate but what I've also understood for me the younger part of me that was always trying to please other people or make sure everyone was okay or like oh do they like me or is this you know am I being too much or you know all the parts of me that just wanted approval when I dropped that I realized like oh there are people like me there are people that are really kind and supportive and loving like me because I wasn't looking for it all the time I wasn't trying working so hard so yeah there's a real balance there I think yeah absolutely and uh I will be a little bit vulnerable now because I will share what I said when we started this recording (laughs) I just feel I need to do that because if people feel this weird energy it's me. <laughs> You're doing great, Catherine. You're doing so great. <laughs> we are not even close to the end. <laughs> Guys, I said that I feel like I'm sitting with Oprah. That's the point. I was shaking. I don't know why. I know Anna from online world like several years and all of that. But I knew that she is going to share uh, messages which I deeply resonate with and are not so uh, usual for the, the people I'm talking to. And I think that they need it the most because now I also openly can say that absolutely nothing changed in my life until I started to change for myself. Yeah. As you said, you were loved. I, I had very different experiences and I needed to work on myself for years and years that even included hypnotherapy for 32 days in a row just to make my mind silenced and to connect with my own self mm-hmm. that was the moment when things started to work yeah. every, in every aspect of my life until then I was struggling every in, in every field I was trying and I just wasn't myself when I started yeah and I really honor that I really honor that and and for me it's been in my body because my challenges have come from my body but you know you're right it's it's a really it's a hard hard thing isn't it to have to sit and go wow there's so much here and so much me that I've been not connecting with and then when you do that and it can take, yeah, like we're talking about as if this take, t- takes five minutes. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> For me, like, it's what, 14 years. Yeah. 14. yeah. To really go that that is your intention, that you want to connect, first of all, more deeply with yourself and to be willing to look at that pain and to be willing to, you know, to face yourself in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is a big deal but when you do that the rewards are great aren't they mm, yeah and I don't feel nervous anymore and I just want to say also that is so so sweet but again and I take it as a great big compliment because I love Oprah like she is she's one of the people that I would I would definitely want to talk to and feel that way about but 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 also I think sometimes when we admire people just reflecting that back to you is that 
and I want to say thank you because I'll take that as a big compliment but also is that the reason why you feel that way is because you resonate with what I'm sharing and you can see and feel some of that within you because otherwise if I said if you 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 might say or or your husband might say or something I really admire this person I wouldn't have a clue who they were that's not to say that they're not a good person but I wouldn't feel nervous around that person because I wouldn't have a clue who they were. I wouldn't have any interest perhaps in what he has an interest in. And there would be no sort of reason for me to feel that as an admirable person. But the reason why we could admire someone is because their, their qualities are things that we also really value. So I also see that as a good reminder to you that you're just the same. Thank you. Thank you so much. Actually, I was like, um, I feel like a baby on that spiritual journey and Anna is over there so, so that's that's the point and 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 you know what there's nothing wrong with feeling that and yet also just as we said ultimately we're all the same the only thing that I will say is that and actually it's one of the messages in the book in fact I think it's right near the end that we're all spiritual we are all spiritual beings the difference is, is that some of us are more aware of that, mm. right? That's the only difference. And therefore there is no difference between us inherently. It's just that there has been more of an awareness of that over time, exactly. but there is no, there's no actual difference. And it doesn't mean that you're not deeply loving and kind and, and beautiful. It just, you know, this is what I do every day as well. So I talk to people about this all the time and it comes across maybe in a more eloquent way, but there is an absolutely, there's absolutely no I, I talk about business strategies. So <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, and you know what, Catherine, I was going to say, uh, talking of that, I was also you know, going, oh my goodness, I really need some help with my business strategy because that is also not my lane. So I really admire you for being clear and present with all of that and being able to bridge the gap. So so we all, all of that to say is that we're all equal, but we also all have our individual gifts. Some mm. of us can play the piano. Some of us can talk to lots of people. Some of us are really great with money. Some of us are amazing mothers. Some of us do all of those things, mm -hmm. but we all have beautiful things that we share. And if we can start to acknowledge that, we can just see it as a big orchestra coming together. And we don't have to try to be, I don't want it, I don't need to be like you. I can admire you and go, wow, actually I'd like to be a bit better at that like Catherine is, but I can still do that in my way. And so can you do it in your way? So yeah, isn't it fascinating? And that's why we live on a planet with 7 billion people, I guess. <laughs> like this huge orchestra. <laughs> Now we're going to have some fun, like uh, until now we didn't, right? Um, I'm going to ask you very quick questions. Okay. And you have 10 seconds to answer me. <laughs> <laughs> you will hear the ring bell like this when, when the time is up. Just oh, pressure you a little bit. <laughs> okay, I'll be ready. I'm ready. <laughs> very easy. What is your favorite book? My favorite book? Oh, um... I would say my favorite book in recent times, just because I love it so much, is Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Absolutely love her. She is an incredible author and she says things that are so profound as a woman. 
I will not interrupt you because I would like to know a little bit more. Why? <laughs> oh, oh, and uh, Ante, uh, she, um, she's a mother. She was really unhappy in her marriage, mm. but she was staying in her marriage for her children. And then she looked at her daughter one day as like, would I want this marriage for my daughter? Well, why am I staying in the marriage for my daughter when I wouldn't want the same thing for her? She changed her life and she's just the way she writes. She's very sensitive. She's very em empathic. She talks about intuition. She talks about being an untamed woman, which is really being authentically and truthfully who we are. I recommend it to all women. In fact, I recommend it to all people. You don't even have to be a woman, but it's very powerful and it's really easy to read. It was, I read it, it was the quickest book I'd ever read. I only, re I read it right at the beginning of lockdown last year. So nearly a year ago, absolutely loved it. Beautiful, beautiful. What do you like to do in your spare time? Sing, sing. That was like two seconds. <laughs> sing, sing. Yeah, let's just say that. I love singing and I'm singing all the time. What would be your advice for people who are like starting the spiritual journey? They start to be aware of that. Everything we just said in this conversation, <laughs> plus listen. Take mm. some time to listen because quite often we might be like, oh, I really want to have that experience or I want to feel more connected. But how often do we actually just sit and maybe ask a question or say, hey, angels or spirit or whoever or whatever you believe in and then actually listen. A lot of the time we're rushing around trying to get everything done but not taking the time to listen. So ask and then listen. That's so true. Beautiful. Tell us a little bit more about your book, where people can find you, where people can reach out to you. Uh, and you have a free gift from Artemis. I do. Well, so first of all, annagracetaylor.com is my website. And on the homepage, there'll be a little um, button there that you can enter your name and email to receive the free guardian angel meditation. So if you want to use that meditation to start your connection, that's a beautiful thing to do. And also you'll find links there to my Facebook, my Instagram, where I'm most, most visible every day. And you'll also find details of my book, Messages of Grace, but you can go directly to Amazon mm -hmm. and find, find the book. It's either as an instant download ebook. So if you like something where you can just pick it up and not have to wait, then do that. I personally would recommend the paperback though, because you can use it as a journal and also as an oracle, as I suggested before. Um, so yeah, go and check it out. There's some really lovely reviews on there. So don't take my word for it. Go and go and read the reviews and see what people say but mostly I hope that people feel more connected to their angels through that book beautiful thank you so much for being my guest I truly enjoyed and I hope you did too oh I absolutely did thank you so much Catherine and for the end of this beautiful episode I invite you to stay a little bit more with us because not just that she is connected with angels but she has a truly angelic voice and Anna is about to sing her song you saved me Enjoy and until next time, sending you all tons of love. Ciao.